0: hello everybody welcome back to the Auburn house of sports podcast I'm your host Robert house back with Wiley fields today he's finally back Wiley how are we doing today
1: man it's been a grind with tests and everything but we are back and it's great
0: we're so back we're so back and uh, Auburn football is in a good spot I would say um, they beat Sanford last week 45 to 13 offense looked pretty good um defense i thought looked good 13 points against Sanford. some people might be like uh but one of those was off of two of those both of those both of their scores were off of turnovers um two really bad turnovers well yeah two pretty bad turnovers that i would say one was a muff punt and either a fumble or an interception or something um and the, but other than that, I'd say the defense played really solid. The defense has been a strong suit for sure for Auburn. Offense looked better, um, better and much better than what we saw at Cal. Uh, Peyton Thorne was twenty-four of 32, 282 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Um, he also had 11 carries for 123 yards. Uh, Auburn rushed for 222 yards as a whole. Um, Peyton Thorne's two interceptions. The first one was not his fault. It hit the receiver in the hands, and he just just went right through his hands. I don't put that one on Peyton. It was a really good throw where it needed to be. The second one, he threw in a triple coverage. Um, it really wasn't a bad ball. It just wasn't a good decision. Yeah. Um, but he threw it kind of where the receiver could catch it. The receiver definitely had a chance to catch it, but the DB just made a good play. So, honestly, it wasn't like he just – he wasn't bad. He was. I, I think he looked really good. Um, he hit the short throws. He hits a lot of the long throws. Um, he had a couple really pretty balls to uh, Jay Fair and Amari Kelly. Um, one really good one to Rivaldo Fairweather. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Shane Hooks got his first touchdown. Shane
0: Hooks got his first touchdown. Um, the run game, besides Peyton Thorne, was pretty – Rough. The run blocking was pretty awful. It felt like it just, it felt like every time they handed it off, it was like two yards, one yard, a loss. I mean, it didn't really feel like anyone had a run longer than, like, other than Peyton Thorne, had a run longer than, like, five yards. Um, yeah. Which is not good with the backs that Auburn has. But again, it definitely didn't feel like they were just, like, it felt like they were trying to run the ball, but I definitely, definitely could tell that they were trying to get. The passing game going and learn stuff there, because um, they threw the ball 32 times, um, or really 36 if you include Robbie's throws, which, and they made some some of the play calling was very curious, um, but I definitely definitely looked like they were trying to get the passing game going, um, but overall looked really good, um, and they'll play at Texas A&M this weekend, and we'll talk about that in a second. But Wiley, you,
1: <clears throat> yeah, um, I I. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't really say anything else different. Um, To me, Peyton honestly had a very good passing game uh, last week. Like you said, the only – to me, his only bad throw was that interception. Um, That was uh, the second one, I believe, like you said, um, when it was thrown into triple coverage. Uh, That was not the best one to throw. Um, However – Like, for instance, on the first drive, on that first interception, it hit – I can't remember which receiver, but it hit him straight in the chest. It's a really good throw between a scattered defense and just a bunch of, like, people just all up in one area. And it was honestly a really good throw to make in that that moment. And if – that's the type of throw that um, a quarterback needs to make in moments like that. And it really just was a solid throw – and then we went on to – but the few plays before that, we just did not run the ball for some reason on the goal line um, or with within the 10-yard line. And, I mean, I think we threw it three times in a row, but all three passes were, like, where the ball needed to be. So it was really the summary of the whole night, and some of and a lot of the throws paid off. But at the beginning it was scary looking, but it wasn't because of Peyton. Um, receivers just got to catch the ball. Um, like you said earlier, too, running game has not been where it needs to be. I don't think we beat a without being able to run the ball. Um, part of that, though, is I really think that they're going to have to use Thorne as, like, a, another option quarterback. Um, I don't think anyone really expected that to happen this season with Peyton, but he's shown last week that he's able to run, not only just run, but accelerate. Like, he, he has some wheels on him, um, not comparing him to any – superstar quarterback or anything like that. But he, he has shown that he can do damage against teams on, with his legs. Um, and, honestly, that opened up the pass game a lot more. Um, Jarquez honestly doesn't seem healthy. Uh, he just seems kind of timid. He has, His touchdown was half a yard away from the end zone. So, I mean, he, he just – I feel – I hope that he has a breakout game this weekend. I don't know. But it is encouraging to see how good Damari Austin um, – Jeremiah Cobb and Battee are doing so far, um, and Sean Jackson. Sean didn't play in the last two weeks, but he played a lot in the first game, um, and hopefully they can use him in some plays this weekend. But, yeah, that's really all I got for past games.
0: Um, the, the one thing that I saw really that I didn't think would be a huge problem and part of it was just injuries, but our special teams is it's good. Like it's rated really well, but with um, Keontae Scott out, he's going to be out for a little while. I think he got ankle surgery um, a few days ago, and so he's going to be out. I don't know what the timeline is, but he's out, and he's our main punt returner, our best punt returner. So they were having to put in, like, I think Javarius Johnson returned one or two. They put Jalen Simpson Simpson in. And um, maybe I'm trying to remember who else. I think they even put Jay Fair back there. Um, and they just made some poor decisions. Jay Fair muffed the punt, which set up one of Sanford's touchdowns. Uh, Jalen Simpson, you know, we really just need to put someone back there who can catch it. Um, Because it seems like a lot of times they try and they're trying to run before they're catching it uh, just because they're excited to, you know, have a big return, which is fine. But I think everybody just, you know, just catch the ball and then run. It just, a lot of it wasn't open. They're trying to run it and it wasn't open. And it was just like, catch it, let's take the field position. Um, So eventually on the last punt that Sanford had, we put nobody back. Like we, it was very clear that they were punting, Wasn't much else option, and we just didn't put anybody back there. And it ended up being, like, what I would consider, like, our best return. Like, it was set us up better than any other punt return had, which was interesting. It probably wasn't a great punt, but that was just an interesting thought. Um, But we just put – we didn't put anybody back there, which was – I think they just were like, if no one can go back there and catch a punt, then nobody's going to go back there and catch a punt. You can't muff a punt if nobody's back there to muff it. So. Um, and then kickoff returning, just again, like I get that we want to that, especially Brian Batee, Like I get that we want to set us up, but he he took one kickoff back from like six yards back at the end, like six yards into the end zone, and then got stuffed on like the fifteen. And it was like that's one of those that you just let go, or you know you just fair catch, let go, whatever. He had one. He had a. He's had some good returns. Don't get me wrong. Like he absolutely should return the ones that he can. But taking a ball, a kickoff back six yards in the end zone is never really beneficial. I I don't really think – more often than not, you're going to lose yards from the 25. You're going to be in worse field position than you would if you just let it go. Um, That's just my thought. Again, he's electric. I think he's our best kick returner. But just the decision-making – um from the punt and kick return teams wasn't great. Um and that's again, that's something that's very fixable. Um it's just something kicker re- punt return's gonna be interesting to see who's returning punts with Keontae Scott out. But again, decision making maybe the coaches told Brian like you could you're you have the green light to do whatever you want. I don't I don't know. But I think that's those are stuff that's very fixable. Um and I'm Assuming we will see improvement from, and hopefully Keontae Scott can get back healthy because he's also one of our very good cornerbacks or DBs. So yeah, definitely something to look out there. We do have a few. There's like maybe five key injuries. I think I think there was like five or six guys that were injured um, that I saw that were practicing in some capacity this week. Like Jonathan Kaufman, Jarquez wasn't healthy. He's practicing though. Um, Nehemiah Pritchett's practicing. I think he played, played fine. Our passing defense is pretty solid. I think we are like Mm -hmm. top, I think we might have the best pass defense in the SEC and like top five in the country. It's something along the lines of like, we're top three in the SEC and then top 10 in the country, something like that. Um, again, we haven't really played anybody that has a huge passing threat, I would say which Texas A&M does. Texas A&M has been passing the ball very well. Connor Wegman on the season is 74 of 105 for 909 yards, eight touchdowns, and two interceptions. So that's definitely going to be probably like the main matchup that I would look at uh, Auburn's defense-wise is like, can they stop the pass? Because I think that's where Texas A&M would beat them. Uh, We do have to look at the run. Auburn's done well against the run. I mean, Cal was a team that was expected to just run the ball, like, for 200 yards, and they they ran for – I mean, they ran for 110, whatever, but it wasn't like – it was a very, like, heavy – like, it was like 40 carries for 110 yards. It wasn't like they were running up and down the field. Um, and I don't really know – I mean, Texas a ms leading running rusher is – 34 carries for 150 yards. So, you know, I think the bigger thing is going to see what Auburn's secondary can do. Um, If I think Texan M's ninth or somewhere in the top 10, top 15 in the country in passing efficiency and Auburn's like ninth in defensive passing or like the defensive stat for – Passing efficiency or whatever it is. So, um, I don't think Tex. I, I did see something. Texas a hasn't played anybody that has a good passing defense. Auburn will be their first real test as a passing defense, mm-hmm. um, which will be interesting to look at. Again, I think that's going to be kind of the matchup. And then, can Auburn run the ball? I would say would be Auburn's offensive key is can they run the ball? Can they utilize Peyton Thorne's legs the way that they the way that he did really? On Saturday against Samford, but can the running backs get going? Can we, can we use that to open up the pass? Can we use the pass to open up the run? It'll be interesting to see how that goes.
1: Yeah, um, just like you said, it's gonna be a interesting matchup just in general because like both our like our defense like our defensive backs have been really good so far. And their throwing game has been really good so far, so it's really just going to lock up really well. Um, their running back only having 150 yards in the season is huge because our run defense is not really that good. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that's really going to matter too is the defensive backs will hold up, I think. But the main way we win on defense, one, defensive backs have got to get turnovers, I think. Two, Which the way, yeah, they they've done two though the way that's going to happen is if we get to the quarterback um, yes we have not had many sacks this season um we don't really have i mean marcus harris has been getting in there a few times um i i really i really would like to see um falk get really involved um he's been playing a lot um and he's made impacts like like without a doubt but really really would love to see him just have an absolute monster game this saturday um but, yeah, uh, just same things that we've been saying. Hopefully we can run the ball, also <laughs> throw it. Uh, but, yeah, another one interesting thing is I don't think uh, McPherson has had to kick a field goal out beyond 30 yards yet this year. So, it's really going to be interesting at Kyle Field how he can handle that because you just – I mean, there's no way he's not going to have to he do that. He didn't kick
0: one during the Cal game. I think he kicked one during the UMass game. And did he – Kick one last weekend. I think he did, but I think it was It, was, it, was, it was really yeah, close. Was right up, right so, up front. Yeah. So I mean, it was yeah. It was the fourth. It was the. It was like the first drive of the game. We threw two fades from like the one yard line and then got penalized. Yeah. And we were on like the five yard line and I think we kicked from there. I think that was the only field goal.
1: And he can kick. Don't get me wrong, but like it's just going to be interesting. His first true road matchup, Calfield field. Um, well, true, Cal was a red matchup but SEC it's going to be it's going to be definitely something to look at.
0: I think it's well, I don't want to say it's both teams first test cuz Texas and lost to Miami. But again, yeah, it's it's SEC it's at Texas A&M. um yeah, Auburn really hasn't gotten to the quarterback much um, and a part of it part of it is just that we don't really have like a just a pure <clears throat> like pass rush, like uh, we just don't have that. Um, and I'm sure, I think we've got dudes that have the capability to do that, but we we just don't have that right now. And I also think that part of it is just the defensive looks that we've been showing. I don't think we've really ramped up kind of the defensive play calling like we've needed to. I, I, I think we we continue to say that the the staff is like, is keeping holding some stuff back, but we're also about to be the, into the fourth game of the season and the offensive play calling, I mean, has been pretty vanilla. I mean, it's been like, they haven't really drawn anything crazy up, which again, I, I think they have some stuff, but again, if you're saving it, if you're saving it, then like, it, it's just figuring out when do you use it? Like Texas AM like would be a good opportunity to use it, but then it's like, it's only the fourth game of the season. I think that what they're going to try and do, and this is just me, and I don't know much, but I think they're going to see how vanilla can we get to beat them. Like, can we just run the ball up the middle and beat them? Can we just throw basic route concepts? Can we throw fades? Does that work? And if it's like, okay, we're not going to be able to beat them that way, then I think you'll start to see. All right, here's some maybe a trick play or two. Here's some here's some interesting stuff we're going to throw at you. Can we beat you doing this? Um, And I think that's might be what we see a little bit is like how how basic can we be and still beat these teams. And again, we've played three teams that we should beat. I think this this Texas A&M game is going to be real telling of like what what we're capable of. Um, And defensively, we what I've noticed is we're kind of going with like the bend don't break, like they're going to. You know they're not going to go three and out every time they're going to give up 20 30 yard drives but then they're going to get right off the field I mean Samford's first drive was like everybody was getting kind of worried it was like oh they're driving down the field but then no they wall up nothing happens um, and I think that's kind of what's going to be maybe partially their identity is like you're going to see 20 30 maybe even 40 yard drives given up but not really going to see much past that. Like, it's just going to be – they're not going to give up the big plays. Um, There's been a couple, but a lot of it's just been – nothing that's, like, super concerning. Um, But I think Auburn did this similar either last year or two years ago. It was like – I think it was with Derek Mason. It was, you know, Ben don't break. They're going to give up some plays. They're going to give up some yards. But they're not going to get beat on one play. Um, which I like, but it's also with certain teams it doesn't work. Um, Texas A&M, I don't think, is like it's, I think they're pretty methodical with their drives. Um, but we will see kind of what that looks like, how Auburn really game plans and what the play calling looks like on Saturday. So Auburn is. I think, uh, yeah, an eight-point underdog um, at Texas a m which is probably about right if I had to guess, just looking at it. Um. Well, yeah, eight, eight and a half. Um, it's an eleven a.m. kickoff, which I actually don't hate. Um, I do. <laughs> you hate it because you're going. <laughs> I don't hate it. I think what was it? Was it Jarrett Stidham's year or no? You're right. Yeah, yeah. It was it Jarrett is. Stidham's year. I think it was an 11 a.m. kick, and we we beat them, like, 28 to 21. I think we handled it pretty well. I think that was – yeah.
1: That was the game that kind of, like, got Sidham going, to in 2017. Yes. Because we had already lost to Clemson. Had we – we had not lost to LSU yet, I don't think. Maybe Mm -hmm. we already had. I can't remember.
0: No, I think they were later. But – um, But we're also, like, 4-1 and one or 5-1 and one at
1: yeah, the only, College Station, only I think. The only game we've lost at College Station was two years – last time we played there was when Bo was there. Um, what game was that? Remember, all we could do was kick field goals, and then finally Bo fumbled it, and yes. they returned it for a touchdown.
0: That's right, um, yes. It was, like, just super low scoring, yes. So, I mean, Auburn's not, like – They were going in there absolutely like we we're gonna win this game. I think they should. I think you know what is it four and one or five and one? It it doesn't matter. They are they. It's like four and one in College Station. Auburn's won like I don't even know how many times out of the last five or six years. But Auburn's been pretty solid against Texas A and M. It's not been terrible. Um, But again, I don't hate the 11 a.m. kickoff. I think, you know, with the 9 p.m. kickoff kickoff two weeks ago, 6 o'clock kickoff last week, I think an early game's fine. Might not be fun for the people going to the game, but as someone who's just going to be watching it on TV, I'm kind of excited for that. But that's just me. So, we will... See how that goes. Um, I think, I'm going to give my score prediction. I think Auburn wins. Mm, uh, I'm going to say, what is it? 23 to 17, maybe. I think we kick some field goals. Um, I don't think it's super high scoring. Just our offense right now just hasn't shown a lot of, like, I mean, besides playing Sanford and UMass, like Auburn hasn't shown a whole lot. Um, and defensively, I like I like our defense this weekend. Um, yeah. So I'm going twenty three seventeen.
1: I'm gonna go thirty one twenty eight Auburn. Um, I think it's gonna be really slow the first half, and then I think it's just gonna be a back and forth last half of the third going into the fourth and then like those last 25 minutes or so are just going to be scoring um but i think it's going to come down to a turnover towards the end of the game or just a huge stop by one of the defenses
0: yeah it'll be it it should be a close game all the way until the very end um which makes for good football but obviously i'd rather them just go in there and beat the snot out of A&M, but they haven't really shown that they can do that to a decent team yet. So this will be – I mean, this will really kind of be the tell of Auburn's season as much as that, like, doesn't make a ton of sense to say four games into the season. But, like, this is – it's a big game. Um, this can really set the tone. If Auburn wins, goes in there, handles business, they have, they have Georgia at home the next week. Um, 2.30 30 CBS. 2.30 CBS, and it's like if, if Auburn can beat Texas A&M, they'll have some momentum going into the Georgia game. Georgia didn't look great against South Carolina. And then you've got to go to LSU. They haven't looked great against anybody yet. They haven't looked great against anybody still yet. still number one. but And I think they should be, but yeah. it's not – again, it looks like football's – I mean, the, it looks like it's pretty wide open this year. Bama hasn't looked great. Um, no team in the SEC has really looked great. Um
1: LSU is starting to find their
0: LSU, stride.
1: Um, yeah. They could have won that game against Florida State. They just made way too many mistakes in the mm-hmm. second half. Florida State almost weeks. lost to Boston
0: College. Yeah. So that's that would, that made for an interesting um, Saturday. But the, if they can beat Texas A&M, they, go, they have Georgia at home, they go to LSU, and then Ole Miss at home. And that's a really tough three-game stretch. So if they can beat Texas A&M and you have momentum going into those games – and you can win two out of three of those. I think with a Texan M win, I think you can go in and win two out of the three of those. If they lose, it's kinda like, oh, uh, you might see some sloppiness coming into the Georgia game. It really just like is a tone setter going into one, two, three, four, five, six straight SEC games. This will be it'll be the seventh of it'll be the first of seven straight SEC games if you can win that, I think you got momentum, I think this is a lot I think it's a way bigger game than some people are are maybe realize. Um, obviously a loss doesn't is not does not destroy Auburn season in any sense, but a win would be super 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 helpful um, in my opinion. So that is Auburn football. I guess we'll briefly go through. Some Braves. I mean it's kind of slowed down just a little bit because um, they won their sixth straight in at least title a week ago roughly um, last yeah. like last it was like last Wednesday maybe mm-hmm. um, and so that was that was awesome they clinched that they clinched the playoff spot they've got um, first round bye. they're in the NLDS. They've got home field throughout, Mm -hmm. which is huge.
1: Thank God.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think they're looking to get um, home field throughout in the NLCS, which would be awesome. But I don't, again, not the end of the world if that doesn't happen. Uh, But they start a four game series at the Washington Nationals tonight at 6 Central Time. They have a three-game series against the Cubs at home, and then finish out the season with a three-game series against the Nationals at home.
1: Really, gotta take advantage of playing Washington. Um, yeah,
0: seven seven we're, games. Out we're of the already last
1: 10. we are already um, like safe. Nothing's we could lose every game, and we'd still be safe. But man, we cannot let what happened to us last year happen again. Um, of course, there are rumors that. Numbers of players on the team were sick against the series against Phil, the Phillies, but
0: let's dude, let's that's get that out not,
1: Yeah, that's just not really still an excuse. We had just beaten the Mets and won the East. There was no excuse to just drastically drop that bad, um, especially with home field advantage in that series. The thing that I mean, start for starters in my book, um, starting rotation is I don't know how I feel about it right now because you got Elder, who had a great first half of the year and since then has only had one really good start. Um, he's been shaky at best. Um, but, I mean, he's just one of those guys where, and I think the offense knows this, is that he's not going to go out there and get your strikeouts. They're going to put the ball in play. It's just up to the defense to get the outs. And it's up for the offense just to outscore the other team no matter what. And it just -hmm. just comes down to that. Um, And thank goodness we have the best offense in the MLB to do that. The one thing that I'm so happy about is now hopefully he doesn't get hurt. Oh, my gosh. But Strider has really settled down, um, especially going into the postseason. Because last year we kind of – I mean, his first start back was against the Phillies in game three. Of the NLDS after he had that like month long injury, and he looked really good the first three innings. And then, after that, once that fourth inning started, that's when the famous Reese Hoskins bat spike happened and stuff. So, and then we just lost the series at that point. Um, But Strider's looking good, I think he just is sticking to his stuff. He'll give up some runs, but then again, our offense is great. Um, Morton had a really bad last start against Miami, but the thing is is he's the guy I honestly trust the most. Mm-hmm. Better in. Um, yeah. Well, actually, I take that back. He's the second guy I trust the most. The guy I trust the most is Max Freed. Mm-hmm. Freed is proving he hasn't played much at all this year, but when he has played, I mean, he basically solidified – His dominance and why he deserves to be on the team in Game Two of the Dodgers series um, almost a month ago, when Ronald got to 30-60,
0: he's the ace for a reason.
1: Max, if we he is the one guy we let Freddie walk, we let Dansby walk with great reasons. I mean, well, I don't want to say great reasons. I mean, we
0: it's turned out okay.
1: It's turned out okay, and we got two guys who are absolutely doing really well. Um, But. With Freed, man, if we let him walk, he is the one thing that I think—he's the one guy who we can't walk. Let walk. I mean, he's been our ace. I—I I don't think. I think Game Six two years ago, we would not have won the World Series if he didn't start that game. Um, He—he's just always been our guy, and man, I'm really glad to see him succeed. But it's really gonna make me sad if we don't keep him, even if we win it all this year. He shows but up when it's when it matters. He shows he up really does. when it matters, and you used to see him make a mistake, and then kind of let like mistakes would keep piling up. This season, in the short time he's played, he's made a mistake, but then he's immediately calmed down and yeah. fixed it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the starting rotation is what's going to come down to. The bullpen has been better, um, I think, since that Dodgers series really earlier this month. But again. They need to be good, cause I mean, it's, we're not—we're never gonna blow out a team in the postseason. It's just not gonna happen. Um, we just need to keep keep our pitches well. Um, Iglesias has got to be the our guy for closing. Mentor, hopefully he can stay healthy and stay good. Um, Pierce Johnson, He's all these good. new additions have been really well. Um, and yeah, offense just can't back down. And, yeah, I mean, I think we ha- I mean, we clearly are the best team going into the postseason, but who even knows what could happen because we, I felt like we were honestly that last year too um, when we got Strider back. But now we saw what happened after that. So, but, man, it, it would really just be such a sad, sad result of this season. Um, and – Sure, you could talk about the thirty sixty and all that and all the great things that have happened this year. Arguably the best Braves team of all time or whatever, but it's just like the 73-9 and nine Warriors. If you don't win it all this year, it's not worth anything. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. I, I have full faith that they will. Um, I think they're really just pissed off about last year, and they have not forgot about it, obviously. Even the guys who weren't on the team. Um, Sean and Travis have got to step it up overall, hitting-wise. They'll be fine defensively, but hitting-wise, they've really got to step it up. Um, But, yeah, other than that, chop on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, couldn't have said it better myself. Um, Just they really – it really is going to be – it's hard to win the World Series in baseball. Like, it really isn't – Easy. It's not easy to win the playoffs, but it really would feel like a disappointment if they don't win it all. Um, And I think most people would agree. Um, But man, just this—it's this team has been been super fun to watch. Um, They they're struggling right now, ish. I mean, struggling's a loose term. This is the time to struggle, though. This is the time to let it out now. Like, let's let's. Let's not do this in the playoffs. Um, like like Wiley said, this playing the Nationals seven out of your last ten games. Like you have to take advantage of that. Um, they're not good. They're in last place for for a reason. Um, they are. This is where we get. Like this is where we tune up. This is the tune up. I mean, the Cubs are right in the middle of it, but. You know, tune up your pitching, tune up your hitting. I, I don't care, but this is where we need to do it. This is where we need to figure it out. Um, because come playoff time, there's not going to be, you don't have any any wiggle room. You, you got to win. Um, it's as simple as that. Um, but this team's really good. One through nine, you can't, no break, um, pitching rotation's good max spencer charlie bryce kyle writes back but he hasn't been he's kind of figuring it out um just we just got a lot of talent um a lot of enough veterans enough young talent um but they they really need to win um in the in the playoffs, they don't. I mean, they don't have to win in the rest of the regular season, but please do. Um, my soul would be crushed if, <laughs> if, if we didn't if we didn't win any more games in the regular season because that would not be good. Um, but they, I mean, I, I, I there's not much else to say. Um, we're still waiting to figure out. I guess we don't know who it'll be the winner of like likely. We winner. don't know who
1: the wild card is going to be. We might not play the Phillies. Who knows?
0: Um, the wild It's card, looking like we are, though. The wild card in the National League right now, Phillies are four games ahead of the – like it's, it's Phillies, Diamondbacks, and then the Cubs are holding the last wild card spot. Um, the Marlins are a half a game back and the Reds are one game back. So it really is going to come down to the last – 10 games to see kind of how the wild card shakes up. So really not much we can say about that because it's not set in stone. Um, so who knows who will play, but it, honestly it shouldn't matter because the Braves will be the better team realistically than whoever they play and should win every game. I mean, it is baseball, but you don't win every game, but it shouldn't matter who they play. They should win.
1: If we could somehow win like a bullpen game. Yeah, that
0: would be I mean,
1: huge, because it's going to come down to that at one point. Like, Mentor's probably going to have to start a game. Hopefully not. Hopefully Kyle Wright can find his stuff. Um, we'll just have to see. That's another thing, is that he'll have one or two more starts in this last few regular season games. Um, and he, he's just going to have to sell down. It kind of sucks that the only two games that he's played have been against the Phillies. Um, but yeah. still, he's got to... He's got to settle down. Got to I think it was smart. It
0: in. I think it was smart. I think they probably could have given him another rehab start or two. But that's not – you're not learning – you're not getting used to pitching against major league players if you're not pitching to major league players. Exactly. Um, they had the wiggle room to bring him up and drop a game or two if, it, if that's what it takes to get him back and settled. I like what they did with that. So – it's just really going to be up to him to figure it out. Max, again, shows up in moments. Spencer's settled down. Charlie's been up and down, but again, he's he's a veteran guy. He knows what he's doing. I trust him. I trust Spencer. I trust Max. Um, Elder and Kyle Ride are still TBD, but but again, we will see. It really like our offense just needs to go out there and and dominate and not even let it come down to the pitchers. It won't every game, but if 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 we can just go out there and dominate, that'd be great. So yeah, uh, that's that's all we've got for today. Uh, we'll be back next week probably around the same time. Um, thanks for joining us, everybody, and I hope everybody has a great weekend, We're Eagle
1: where you go.